Welcome, welcome, welcome to 2016. That was that was an awful pause and start to the first new recorded pod. The first podcast I've recorded in 2016. Um, hello, how have you all been? I I hope you're well. It's it's lovely to be back. Um, we've not been away. Obviously, there's been the year end podcasts, but they uh, were recorded as you will have heard um, a week or two into December. Uh, so yeah, they got pretty intense. It's been thank you everyone for the reaction to that. That's been rather a lovely and overwhelming. We kind of did them as a bit of a joke, and they've gone down really well. In fact, there's demand for more of them, which will go to the heads of of both Chris and Stu. B- big up Chris and Stu for putting in six or seven hours of getting drunk and talking. So that was good. But we're back, and I figured. The best way to kick the new year off. In fact, I'm not going to lie. Um, at this time of year, a lot of podcasts take a month off or a few weeks off because it's really hard to get, get to get guests in at this time of year because people are either just getting back to work or we're away for Christmas or whatever else. Um, but taking a week off, that's not me. No, that's not. Um, so I figured I'd do a fan questions one and get you guys to post some questions on Facebook. And then I'd answer as many as I could. Now, there's currently, let me look at the number on in the in the thing. There's there's a hundred and two questions at the moment. Um, obviously, I'm not going to answer all of them. And quite frankly, it's rude of you to assume I would. Um, that would take forever and would be very painful for me. I'd probably lose my voice. Um, and by the end of it, I'd be more of a wreck than I was at the end of the of the drunk year end podcast. So. Yeah, don't be so stupid. But I'm going to answer as many as I can. And what I also got was people to... I liked a load of ones that I thought were good, just so I've got them as reference. And I I requested that you, that you guys like ones that you particularly want to know the answer to. So there's some kind of hierarchy and, and, and the best ones um, potentially are there. So I'm going to get into them. I'm not even going to do the speechdevelopment.co.uk um adverts i might not do them anymore this year because you know you you know where to go to support the podcast and to buy to buy the stuff so that's that really isn't it is is there anything else i need to address before we jump into the oh the reaction to my tyson fury rant at the end of the last podcast was beautiful thank you very much i got a lot of response from that so that was lovely and i mean just in general the last year of podcasts thank you all you know, this is has been overwhelming. We've had, you know, guests every week, more than one guest a week, if you average it all out. We didn't miss a single week, but you guys kept us frequently in the iTunes top 10, occasionally number one in the iTunes uh, podcast chart, which is absolutely insane. Um, and yeah, I don't plan on, on, on stopping soon. I don't know if it's a question in here, but a lot of people ask, ask me, um, is there an end if you you know is this indefinite it's indefinite I, I i like doing these as long as i can do them i'm going to do them um in fact one of the ways i get to keep doing them is our wonderful sponsors so let's have a little uh pause for the calls let's pay the piper um and have a sponsor and our beautiful intro music and then we'll get into fan questions Right, here we go. I'm just going to jump straight in. Um, I'm a bit sniffly, as you can tell. Um, I'm in my living room in Stamford Lee Hope. Um, I've recently had a log burner installed. I've got a little fireplace. So I'm sat by my log burner um, and my sheepskin rug. Um, I am clothed, in case you were in case you were wondering. But yeah, that's where I am. I've got a wash on, so you might hear a washing machine in the background every now and then. And uh, I don't plan on leaving the house today. So it seemed like a good time to get on this. So let's kick these questions off. Um, f- first question is from someone just called the the CrossFit Geordie. Um, have you caught 
are making a murderer yet? And if so, what are your opinions? This is topical because I finished it yesterday. Um, I loved it. It's great. Um, you know what? It's not as good as The Jinx. Everyone's going crazy over it. And it's the, it shows the power of Netflix. Netflix is amazing. Um, but The Jinx was... I think this was an HBO thing, wasn't it, on Netflix? Or no, it was a Netflix original, wasn't it? Um, but there was an HBO one uh, last year called The Jinx, which is a similar true crime documentary. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. But so is Making a Murder. I thought it was great. I, I tuned in and was st- stunned th- throughout. I was kind of disappointed with the ending, but that's the beauty of, r- of real life is it's not um, always what you want it to be. It doesn't go how you wish. So, yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed it. So let's get on to the next question. Um, Question from Simon Cowley. You always seem to have a very reasoned and logical thought out thought process to things you dislike and want to take down. But there must be issues or things that just get under your skin for no good reason. Give us one of your irrational hatreds. Hopefully it might be something that surprises us. It's a weird one. I do like I'm. I'm a, a a slave to logic at times, and I think that's really important. Or I, I, you know, I like that. It's it can be, it can be exhausting. I'm not going to lie. There have been points. Um, f- for example, there were points after the last election, which this is going to sound really weird, but I couldn't be be bothered to socialise because it was too exhausting to be me. Um, and that's a strange uh, sentence, but let me explain. I knew that I had conflicting views to what a lot of my friends would have. Essentially, a lot of my friends um, were angry over the election result. Um, and I wasn't. I, I I had been consistently angry leading up to the election, during the election, after the election, at our political system and the way it's set up. So I feel it... I felt at the time, I felt right. I'd, I understand the annoyance because I hate the Tories as much as, as, as the next... Um, bearded gentleman but I don't think you can engage in a political system and support it and say here's how we're doing it here's this is our chance we're going to win and then when you don't get your way do you know what I mean when it, do, it doesn't go your way you suddenly go oh it's all bullshit and throw your toys out the pram it was it was bullshit before that result um so it was tough for me to 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 socialise, it's tough for me to socialise anyway, but that's another story. But I intentionally at that point just stayed in and avoided people a lot because I knew a lot of my mates, quite rightfully and understandably, were going to be really angry about the Tories getting in and the scary prospect of of a Tory government for the next uh, term at that point. Um, and all the bad and damage that they could, could do. But I... <laughs> So I'd, I would understand their anger, but I, I knew I was going to end up arguing with them and not not empathising or not agreeing because my feeling is you should have been angry beforehand. You, sh- you should have been angry already. I don't believe in the form of government that we have or or the, yeah, the governmental form that we call democracy, which I don't believe is democracy um, or any kind of recognisable democracy. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's things like that that um, it's just tough to be that... L- logical at times but yeah you'd like some irrational hatreds they're not that irrational um the first example i'm going to give is one that defied logic when we had a song called forgetting all the songs stake a claim which is a political song and a protest song and it's about standing up for what you believe in regardless of if others don't believe in it or if the people in power are telling you it's wrong it's standing up and having having your voice heard and that was used to so much pride of us of us uh, during the student protests um and numerous other things it's been used in so many protests in the uk and there's videos on youtube of groups of people blasting it outside governmental buildings and chanting along and, and 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 getting involved and that's amazing and inspirational but it has also after that it started to be conti- and still continually be, be used by people like the EDL and people like there's some there's some a, a Welsh one there's one based in Wales I spent ages just just talking to them on Facebook because they were like yeah you want to talk shit come down here and I was like, oh, I'll, I'm down next week let's 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 talk 
let's talk shit. Um, but yeah, it started to be used by a bunch of stupid uh, racists, in my opinion. Now, where the conflict comes in, they're using that song exactly how it's meant to be used. Logically, that song is about standing up for what you believe, regardless of what society or what other people tell you, and standing by that belief and protesting and going out to the streets and having your voice heard. So that's what that song's about, and that's what they were doing. They were organising rallies of hatred, essentially, against against Muslims, against all sorts of um, immigration stuff. But they were using the song in the right context, yet fuck those racist idiots. So obviously we always have the videos removed, they have to be taken down because they haven't got the the rights to use our music. Um, we were discussing, um, I can't remember if we if it actually happened, I think the, the actual the amount may have, have been too low, but there was certainly discussions to make sure that all profits from internet use of that song, which is minimal for a band like us, if I'm honest, so it didn't really, it probably didn't work out. Um, but to donate that to like um, an immigration, uh, a support in the immigrants in Calais or, or something like that, so that every time one of these these racist groups uses it, they're they're supporting the cause that they're they're rallying against. But yeah, anyway, so that was one where the logic would be to say, right, they have a right to use it because they're using it in the right context. But my, I don't think it's irrational because they're stupid racists, and it's it's quite rational to hate those idiots. But my 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 emotion against a logic was to say. Fuck you guys, you can't use that, you're dumb. Um, my irrational one, and I'm getting better at it, but I've always had, I've discussed this with my friend, Moose Rock Wongo, I need to have on the podcast, he's an amazing poet, sports writer, political writer, in fact he wrote an amazing article recently that a JK Rowling, bizarrely, chose, has put out there as being the perfect answer and best bit of journalism, I've written about the horrific um scenes in germany on new year's eve where um groups of hundreds of men were going around town and 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 sexually intimidating and assaulting and grabbing and doing all sorts of horrible things to to women and moose rockwonga wrote a wonderful article on it but he's one of the people that has helped me with my problem of having a natural prejudice to posh people um it's it's because i've grown up in essex and had kind of a regular a, a life or whatever you know both my parents had jobs and worked hard my mum's always worked for the council in the libraries my dad i worked his, his way up at a, a great f- a factory and became like a director and everything so it's all very proud and pride there but yeah there's always been a kind of irrational a, 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 a natural i need to be won over instantly if the person i'm talking to has a posh voice because there's that belief or assumption that they've just had a walk through life and it's been easy but the the reason i mentioned moose is he um it, i mean moose is an amazing guy he's he's his background he's his parents moved to the uk so he's you know a generation down from immigration from being an immigrant yet he then did great and went to Eton and did you know and so he's he's got a posh voice is what I'm saying <laughs> so the first time I met him I was instantly like yeah who the fuck this guy what but then he's one of the nicest and most intelligent and yeah just a wonderful human I'm gonna have him on the podcast soon he's, he's living in Berlin at the moment and I'm gonna make a trip out there soon to podcast with him and one or two other people so we can have some more international distraction pieces. But yeah, there we go. That answers that. God, well, I'm going to get through about 10 questions if I take that long on all of them. Right, next question. Michael Collier. Firstly, I love the podcast, so keep up the great work. Thank you. One of the greatest things, in my opinion, is how every episode, regardless of whether I've previously heard of the guest or not, is massively interesting and worth listening to. With chat shows or other forms of interviews, it doesn't really happen. I don't know don't know slash like the guest and you switch over that's great to hear um it is an interesting one because that was as i've mentioned numerous times that was kind of the point of these podcasts and it's one of the reasons it's exciting when ones like the, the five episodes of, of the year end review go down so well um because that's just me and a couple of mates who you've never heard of and they've been going down a treat so if you've missed them 
check them out. But also if you are someone, because still we will see the biggest download numbers tend to be for the bigger, I guess, people like Chris Jericho or Adam Buxton and, and, and loads of people. There have been ones like the Gail Porter episode, which have been exponential growth as soon as word has started to, to get out of how amazing that one is and the Eddie Temple Morris one and the Tom Tom Robinson one. But the bigger names often get the bigger uh, uh, listens. But we do have ones with Dr. Susie Gage where we talk about drugs. It's a whole episode on drugs and, 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 and the use of recreational drugs, the, the damage of recreational drugs and the potential positive effect of recreational drugs drug of subscribing recreational drugs um we had carla valentine and we had a sex and and, and death special and carla's a, a, a mortician at, at barts and um we go into all sorts of details on 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 so much interesting stuff around death around the taboo of death and and the connections of sex and death in the in the kind of taboo taboo world of 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 our, our british past um and of, of course we had the refugee special with uh Ramel just a mind-blowing one to have to to hear s- s- such an amazing story of this of of a refugee and hear the 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 str- struggles that caused her to become a refugee that she faced when she arrived in the UK and then the amazing turnaround um so yeah I'm, I haven't even got to your question M- my question is where now for distraction pieces and Pip in particular do you have visions of taking distraction pieces to a tv level are you looking to put energy into your music or newfound acting career congrats by the way thank you um on the distraction pieces front i get asked this a lot do you plan to do it on as a tv thing of a video thing no i like i think we're doing something good here i'm a big believer in the in the free media of podcasting and i plan to keep doing what we're doing i don't think it needs to be a oh the the end goal should be tv or should be this or should be that because essentially they're generally end goals that are financially driven you know you're going to get more more money if it's a a tv show it's good to make money from the sponsors and all that but essentially i like what we're doing here so i plan to keep it it like that there's i'm not meant to i'm sure i'm not meant to say anything about this but there's it's not okay i'll say it's not confirmed but there's um i'm working on um uh on on a, on a distraction pieces book um and that 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 sounds odd but i've had an amazing publisher approach me and we're discussing how we could make it good because i don't want to just do a book here's some interviews transcribed that's just a cash in we're trying to make it a really interesting and engaging thing um with topics and themes you know a little bit of a further analyst from analysis from me on it and then then picking particular themes and jumping from sections of podcast on these topics and also having a whole load on the thing that excites me about podcasts is that they're for anyone and anyone can make them so i'd want to have a whole section on on the kit on the kit i use and on the 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 basics of here's how you do a podcast and put it out so rather than just being a here's here's a cool thing to go along with the podcast it being a here's a cool thing and it tells you how to do the same so just start doing it because i really believe that this if if i was to do a tv show it belongs to to someone else and it's on someone else's rules the beauty of the podcast is i can say what the fuck i want when the fuck i want and that's an exciting thing particularly in this world where there's so much control over media and that's why podcasts are, are so exciting to me um they're unrestricted and not on the agenda of 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 big companies um on the acting front and music in fact both you know, I'm. I'm. A lot of people think I'm have misinterpreted that I'm done with music or whatever. I'm not. I, I am. I am working on a new album. I'm, I'm going to continue to work on a new album. But the every album I've done so far, except for the first one, has been on a a, a right. It needs to be done by this date. And you know, if we finish it here, then we can get these festivals and so on and so forth. And I've decided after eight nine years of doing that, it's time to do a, a record. And again, I kind of see that this next record could be my last. But the, that's all the more reason that I'm really taking my time on it. And I like the fact that I've been lucky enough to get myself in a position where the podcast is mine. I control that. The The record will be coming out on my label. So that's up to me. All all the acting stuff, it's kind of, I can be f- flexible to fit in with that because everything else I'm doing, I don't know, it's, it's, it's all under my own control. So no one can kind of tell me when or where I need to do things. And on the acting front, I mean, 
I can't talk about it, but I've uh, last year was obviously mind blowing for me. The fact that at the beginning of the year I decided to try this acting game, and by the end of the year I've been in, um, I filmed a role in a Guy Ritchie film that comes out in 2017. Now it's Nights nice at the Round Table, um, a King Arthur, and a Kurt Sutter TV show, The Bastard Executioner, which has aired in America. I've still not seen it, but it's aired on FX in America, a huge, so a film with Warner Brothers and a fucking TV show with Fox is just insane. At the start of the year, I thought, well, we'll give this a try. So I've been insanely lucky there and already this year, again, I can't talk about it, but it's not slowing down in my seeming luck of what I'm getting. I've, I've, I've been cast in something that I couldn't be more excited about. And it's, again, I'm doing all of these things. It's small roles at this stage, but that's what I want, you know. And everything I do, I like to to get there on merit and be and be good at it. And at this stage, I'm new to the game, and I think I've done all right so far. But you know, I want to learn at the right pace and ease in and put in in the effort. So yeah, there's a lot to come there, and I'm there's a few potential things on the table this year on the acting front that there's there's three I've got in mind, and one of them has already come in. And if either of the other two, if, if if neither of the other two come in, it's an insane year already because it's just it blows my mind to get to work with these people. But if the other two come in as well, then god damn, yeah, r- r- ridiculous. Anyway, let's go on to the next question. Andrew James Paul House. Too many names, if I'm honest, mate. Have you ever had any strongly held views that have been changed over the years? If so, how were they changed? Um, fucking all the time, dude. I, I'm a big big believer. I've I wrote something ages ago as a lyric, but I've never put it into anything. And I can't even remember exactly, but it's something along the lines of, it's just a a belief of mine. You should have conviction and faith in your views and opinions, but not be married to them so much so that your mind can't be changed with with logic and reason and new information. Um, I'm a 34-year-old guy from Essex with a, a, a mediocre education. I don't claim to know everything. I wouldn't... I want to have everything figured out at this stage. So I regularly have my mind changed on things. I mean, the the just I'm not going to go into it again, but just on the political front, there's there's been points in the past where I've been going out door to door to get people out to vote in a particular section or particular thing. That's something I now wouldn't do because of other things I've learned and, 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 and how my beliefs have changed. I'm not going to go into it because part of my beliefs now is that my political views are very singular and my kind of a philosophical belief on that is trying to live my life in the way that I believe rather than trying to change everyone else because the reality is everyone else doesn't agree I'm not even going to go into that fucking it's a whole other can of worms but yeah it's it's it's, it's an interesting one there it's I, I, my my opinions are changed constantly and as they sh- uh, sh- should be. I think everyone sh- uh, sh- should be looking to change their opinions. In fact, I mentioned Moose Rockwonga earlier. Um, before my brother left Facebook, and my brother is someone everyone keeps asking to have on the podcast because he comes up a lot and he's clearly influenced me a lot. I will have him on soon. He recently did a 10-day fast um, of no food at all and only water. Um, just some fascinating stuff. He's an interesting dude. So I'm going to get him on and we're going to... Talk about that and loads of his other his other b- beliefs and outlooks. But f- for the longest time, if there was anything going on that I had a belief on, if I saw a post from my brother about it, Ian, then particularly if it it looked like it was contrary to my views, I'd give it a look. And Musa was the other guy. Those are the two guys that, to this day, if they have a difference of opinion on me, then that's when I really go, all right. Well, these guys are clever as fuck you know they're cleverer than me i should pay attention to what their view is and it doesn't always sway me we don't have to all agree you could have the two most intelligent people in the world have completely conflicting views on things that's one of the the beauties of the human mind um but yeah i I do think it's important to be open to, to 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 having your opinions changed let's go on to the next one sammy kane sammy zane um hi pip my 11 year old son has a stutter and has tried speech therapy, but that, that all they seemed to do was focus on the negative side and how he had to express his bad feeling, etc. So I stopped him going, as he, despite his stutter, 
he's a chatterbox and loves to talk and tell riddles etc he really has never had any any negative uh, negativity surrounding his speech only coming from his so-called uh, therapist he's only ever had help support from school and his friends so my question to you is how did you overcome your speech problem and what help did you receive because i think you're amazing thank you and such an inspiration thank you not only to kids going through road bumps in their speech development um yeah uh, that's it's it's a weird one for me um it's tough because there's i'm not an expert on it it's i'm not i don't have all the answers um on the episode with a tall dark friend um jordan who is a transgender lady um from tilbury had to keep pointing out to me that she can only answer for her she, she can't speak for all transgender women in in the world um and it's similar so for some people a speech therapy works i had a load of, or i had some speech therapy as a kid i it, it didn't really work for me i had hypnosis and i think that worked but a lot of the hypnosis was kind of more a psychological thing anyway it was more about making me a more relaxed human because i think that more nervous you are or the more you aware you are of a stutter the more it will become a big deal and i just um kind of stopped caring about it i i wonder if part of it is due to just me being forgetful um because I, I i get beautiful um messages i like i like that a lot talking about how inspirational and brave i am to do a podcast with a stutter to have my radio show on xfm at the time to do hip-hop to do acting all all with a stutter the fact is it doesn't cross my mind most of the time i'm not being brave and going i'm gonna do this regardless i just forget and then it comes to it and i'm like all right yeah shit i've got a stutter haven't i so yeah that's not really a lot of advice there but it sounds as if if the kid's comfy and if he's getting support off of his friends then then that's a great thing i think at points there's you know there's no harm at times of a little bit of focus on on negativity i think we're too um obsessed in our current society with the need for everything to constantly be rosy and happy this is again i'm going off on different tangents but my point here is my fear would be he's currently around amazingly supportive and great people at some point there's going to be a dickhead or someone who acts harsh or takes the piss so there's a level of you know it's good to be prepared for that the i mean chances are if he's as relaxed as you say it'll be water off a duck's back anyway and it'll gradually get better i think mine just improved over over time as i got older it's not as bad as it was when i was a kid um but but you know, sometimes it is. Like sometimes it kicks in and it's it's bad, and I truly don't understand it. So yeah, I hope that was some semblance of an answer there. I don't. I'm not sure that it was, but anyway, on to the next one. Andrew Carrington, dearest Pip, thank you for the podcast. Question: Have you thought about moving a USA way to really push yourself in the acting circuit? Um, I haven't because I don't really believe that. I do intend to spend spend more time in LA um but that's because some of my favorite people in the world are out there Kelly Marcel and Danny Lonna are two of my my favorite people and with Danny Lonna I'll be I'd need to work on this record a bit with him so when I go out there I plan to try and get myself about a bit um with some agents and whatnot but it's an amazing time to be an actor in England I've, I've lucked out hugely um the biggest things in the world at the moment are things like Game of Thrones and and and, and stuff like that, and they're they're after British actors, they're after British uh, and specifically hairy British men. <laughs> so I've nailed it. So yeah, I ain't mad at being in in the UK right now. I'm v- I'm v- very open to the US, obviously, but I don't feel at this point that I have any need to relocate out there. Again, I'm lucky because I I'm. I'm balancing a load of different things so it's not like I'm like I'm sitting there going oh oh, where's the next acting gig coming in it's like I can and I don't mean this in an arrogant way there's an element of being able to cherry pick projects and jobs um if I can get them obviously cherry pick ones to attempt to get obviously I don't think I'm going to walk into into anything I'm far too green but yeah it's it's kind of cool in that way I've I'm busy with everything else and I've got an album to, to do so but yeah I do intend to spend uh, more time in LA but that was happening early anyway you know without you all, all knowing um I didn't I didn't make it out at all last year I don't think but the the previous years it's been one or two trips you know a year 
um, to go and work on records or to visit people or just to it's all it's it's, it's always for work. It's never for holidays. But uh, Kelly Marcel, uh, my friend who I often stay with, who's an amazing scriptwriter, award-winning, world-renowned, and I often st- stay with her because she's got a nice place and has, has room for me. But the other reason I often stay with it is partly because I love Kelly and she's wonderful, but. It's partly because she's got a dog called Mr. Banks who I'm very much in love with and we he's very much in, in love with me. There's a lot of people, Tess and Steve and these others, who try and pretend that Mr. Banks is in love with them but we all know that the truth is that Mr. Banks is only cuddles up to any of those other pricks when I'm not there. So, yeah, I need to get out there and play with a dog. So, in fact, my priority is to go out there and play with a dog rather than push myself in the acting circuit. Sean Jones was listening to the end of year review show and you were talking about seeing Papa Roach supported by Head PE. Yeah. It got me nostalgic as that was my first ever gig in 2001. Yeah, damn right. I also won a competition in Kerrang a week later to go and interview Papa Roach in their hotel room. That's that's dope. Um, anyway, was just run, wondering what the first gig you ever attended was. I'm not sure if I've talked about this before because I'm... I don't know. I went to two gigs in the same week and the two are very different gigs. I saw the Rolling Stones at Wembley and it was on the tour where they had a giant metal snake that, that, that kind of projected out over the crowd and spat fire, which was amazing. And then I also saw that same week, I saw Offspring at Brixton Academy. Or was it the Astoria? At Brixton, I think. But again, you know, you say Offspring now and people think pretty f- a fly for a white gun like this was smash tour this was this was hard i there was it was there was a mosh pits from start to finish it was aggressive it was intimidating it was scary I was, I, was, I was 15 i think um and i loved it so yeah that was my first two gigs and they were both great oh also a living in stanford open and essex this is i'm, I'm just going to put this in there because a uh, one thing i've really not missed from being off from touring is people complaining that that we're not coming and playing in like next door to their house or whatever are living in Stanford Hope in Essex from the age of 15 it's been what to get to to Brixton Academy from Stanford on the trains that's probably 90 minutes from my house to the station train into London underground to Brixton um you're looking at, at, at 90 minutes either way um Astoria probably a little bit less um although still no i mean brixton you're probably looking at more two hours either way a story of 90 minutes you know 75 90 minutes kind of thing so yeah part of the beauty for me of gigs has always been that it's it's a big thing you know it's traveling it's going there it's really it's putting in the effort to be involved in this amazing experience so yeah i love it um next question john sharp morning pip what are among your favorite a wrestling matches and who are your favorite wrestlers uh bonus question did did you know the british wrestler paul robinson uses your come let your song let him come as his entrance theme works really well i did know that and i need to get down to a um oh my god i've just forgotten the name of that of that of that wrestling society it's the british oh jesus begins with a p anyway a favorite wrestlers yes i i i have in the last year a year or so become a, a way bigger wrestling fan as a kid i was a massive a wrestling fan um progress wrestling sorry i was starting to google in it but i remember this is progress so, so progress wrestling i've not been i need to to get down to one of their events i listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts as i've mentioned before and as i've had chris jericho on he's one of the podcasts i listen to i'm actually on his podcast uh very soon um but yeah on one of the podcasts i think it was the jr one or the Steve Austin one, they were raving about Progress Wrestling and that it's this amazing company in the UK that are really doing big things with British independent wrestling. So I need to get along there. And that's where this guy, Paul Robinson, comes out to one of my songs. So I need to get along to that. Also, um, in Norwich, uh, Soraya Knight um, has an all-female wrestling company, I think, that's that's apparently amazing. And again, I've been talking to them. I want to go and watch some of their stuff. Um, But yeah... A favorite wrestlers. I'm watching a lot of of WWE at the moment. I'm loving a bit of NXT. Um, I'm loving um, Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Um, I'm excited that there's word that AJ Styles is about to come to the WWE. 
I mean, I'm 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 fully in the Cesaro section. My dream is that he comes back at the Rumble and gets the big win, but it's not going to happen. And and now the belt's on the line. That's a weird thing. I'm not not sure I'm feeling that that they've made the Rumble to win the belt this year. It's I don't know. That's weird to me. I like the like the Rumble works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You win the Rumble. You look up at the WrestleMania sign and you point at it and go, "Oh, I'm coming for the champion." And it's all. It's good. So, but yeah, I like Cesaro. Um, obviously, Paige. I meant to have Paige on the podcast at some point. Um, doing amazing things as a, a female British wrestler to go out there and 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 and, and win the the women's belt on the on her first night on the main show. Um, who else do I like? I like all of this this women's revolution. Massive fan of Sasha Banks. In fact, her her interview on the on the Jericho podcast is one of my favorite. But Sasha and Charlotte and Becky are all killing it right now. Um, I've been won over by Bailey. I couldn't get into Bailey for a bit, but she's yeah, she's she's won me over. Oh, that match with with Sasha on NXT just 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 pretty much sold it for me. Um, who else do I dig? New Day. I'm all over New Day. They crack me up, and they're good in the ring as well. I really I I like that they're the arrogant heels, but then they often go and win. And JR would hate this because he's like, the Hill should be cheating to win, blah, blah, blah. And they do a bit, but they often go out and win just because they're fucking good. Um, and that's really infuriating um, for heels. So um, I feel them. Seth Rollins, what a 2015 he had before his injury. Man, that guy. Again, I wasn't on board, but he's just won me over completely. His He had numerous highlights of the year his um the RKO off of his curb stomp and then winning the belt was amazing he was in numerous pay-per-views where he just took it to to the next uh, level um Brock always loved Brock he's a beast um and Heyman obviously um is that it do you want me to stop talking about wrestling now um you probably do uh I feel like there's more I've I feel like there's more I should say. I don't like the fact that Dean Ambrose wrestles in jeans. I need to get that in there. It's not cool, man. Don't wrestle in jeans. I think he's great. I think he's a hilarious character. I think he's good, but I don't like him in wrestling in jeans. Um, that's probably all I need to list, right? For now, at least. Um, oh, obviously, a, a little um, Finn Balor. Um, I think he's great, and he's a cool, he's a cool guy. Oh, fucking Bray Wyatt, I think, is... Just he's one of the best on the mic, and he's his in rings good. I mean, that's enough for you, isn't it? You're probably getting annoyed with me rambling on and on and on. Um, but I'm excited at the prospect of AJ Styles coming over to the WWE, and and the word, the rumours of Angle coming coming back. That'd be great. And Jeff Hardy as as well. There's talk of that. I I like this this injection. It's needed with people like Cena injured, Randy Orton injured, Daniel Bryan. I mean, is he is he ever coming back? I like the idea. Uh, let me quickly tell you my plan for Daniel Bryan. Now, th- Daniel Bryan is a great and hard wrestler, but he has a tendency to get injured. When they put the Intercontinental Ch- Championship on him, it suddenly made the Intercontinental Championship exciting again, right? And they did it at the same time as Cena getting uh, the US title, and it was they both kind of started to get... They were titles that were being a bit ignored. They started to give them some reverence and worth. I think Daniel Bryan needs to come back as part of a really good tag team. I think he could. I think the tag team division is strong, particularly when you look at NXT and the people you can bring over, and it could make people excited about tag teams again. Um, the reason I think he should be tag team is it will allow him to work how he works because he he can only work hard. He's a stiff worker or a hard worker, intentionally stiff, and it would allow him to have his style but not have to be in these grueling 20 minutes half hour hour long matches are working his style he can be in and out he, he can be on the sideline waiting for that tag and then come in and do these potential injury causing moves but also if he does get an injury you know he's got a partner there that can kind of tide things over a bit so yeah I like the idea of him giving new a new lease of life to the tag team division because I can't see them having a faith in him as WWE champ again because he just keeps he's got he's too many injuries. Um, anyway, <laughs> you're getting annoyed. What block? Andrew Royal, Andy Royal. What blockbuster comic book film are you looking forward to seeing most this year? Deadpool, Civil War, Suicide Squad. I saw the trailer for Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice and thought it might be disappointing. Your thoughts? Um, let's go in number one. 
all the way it's Deadpool. I went to see Star Wars. Or in, f- in fact, he's got an X question. Have you seen the new Star Wars, a fantastic reboot or a lazy re- a rehash? It's both. It's both. It's a fantastically lazy rehash and it's a thoroughly enjoyable for it. I went to see that and they had a trailer there for the new Deadpool and I was as excited, more excited, I think, for Deadpool. No, yeah, definitely more excited. I'm more excited for Deadpool than I was for Star Wars. I'm so excited for that. You asked about the trailer. Now, that's a weird thing. I talked about this online a little bit. I've realised that every superhero film that's coming out, all the ones you've listed there, I'm going to go and see. So I'm trying to stop watching the trailers. And I'll tend to watch them in the cinema if they're on. I like that in the cinema. But in general, online now, there'll be four or five trailers before a film comes out. And it ruined it for it or I, it's ruining it, it for me a bit they're putting too much in the trailers these days and i say these days the one that tipped me over the edge was the last batman because the trailers for bane and all of his wonder were so good and the film i think actually if you if you look at them all if you step back and look at them all it's the second best if not the best i think it's almost as good as 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 heath ledger's turn um and all that but you'd seen all the good bits you'd seen the exciting playing moment the exciting f- football stadium moment the 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 whistling of that song um or the singing of that song on the football field and all that it's it kind of it, it it meant that when you actually watch you're like yep that's if, if i hadn't seen that and that just happened in the film the football ground bit man my mind would have been blown so i'm trying to avoid uh, i'm seeing that there's no need for me to watch trailers if I'm I'm going to go and see all the superhero films I do. I went to see Fantastic fucking four for God's sake. So I'm going to see them all so I don't need to watch the trailers. So yeah. But yeah, so Deadpool's I'm most excited about. I think Marvel just are nailing it with TV series as well. I mean, I'm almost as excited about the new series of, of Daredevil that starts in March on Netflix. So Marvel are just killing it. And, and DC, as, as Suicide Squad looks cool. I'm not one over yet by... A, a, letter as the joker but you know that tends to be the way with a, j- a joke you're like oh it can't be as good as blah 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 and then they end up smashing it so and yeah but b- batman versus superman i'm sure it'd be cool you know it'll be all right just give it a look it's a amazing massive film and civil war is a hell of a storyline so can't wait for that richard franklin what is the future of the podcast do you still think it will be going as a weekly edition this time next year or in five years? Are you running out of potential guests? Do you see a stop-start depending on career moments? Does it make any money yet? It does make some money now, so that's great. I've kind of answered this one earlier, but yes, I see it continuing. My list of podcast guests is still... like I've got enough on my list to last me a year easily at the moment, and it continually grows. It's just a case people forget that this isn't my only or full-time job, and it's a case of matching schedules with people so for example in the next a week or two i should be recording joseph gilgan i paused there for your excitement a woody of course from uh from this is england S- stephen graham um a guy who was a producer on a film about the legalization of recreational drugs and is also part of a group that have a parliamentary hearing to try and push through some of this stuff so i'm going to be talking to him very soon about that um which will be fascinating uh robin ince kathy burke is meant to be soon there's loads and again i I mentioned this on the live podcast but honestly it's it's a case of who's about and when it's not a case of of this of the sex of the individual i was as zoe ashton as well from uh from i was in misfits was in um a fresh meat amazing in fresh meat um and generally great actress um izzy sooty as well we keep talking about it but it's a case of matching schedules and it just happens that i'll have these long periods where i don't happen to have matching schedules with any any women for a bit and people get mad and go oh you only have men on it's honestly who's about uh, 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 robin ince i should be doing uh, next week as well so a lot of great ones to come i promise you and i will be getting as many great males and great females as possible on to the next one we're at 46 minutes already this might end up to into a two-parter because i'm nice and i didn't have any plans anyway um ed neil has posted fucking 
11 questions for fuck's sake Ed I'm going to go through quickly one when can we expect a new music from you no fucking idea um 2017 at the earliest I'm working on it but as I said earlier I want to do this record I want it to come out when it's ready I feel I'm writing some of the best stuff I've ever written I'm really excited I almost I was talking I was out with Polar Bear the other night for Kate Tempest's birthday and I was saying it's so hard to resist just doing a little a webcam of a few bars and putting stuff online because I'm so hyped for this but I need to be professional and hold off um so yeah it'll get there I've just finished building a studio um shout out to Neil Henderson and his amazing crew for building that so I'm getting it's it's, we've built the building I'm now getting the right kit and mics in there so it'll all start coming along but it'll be ready when it's ready dude number two can we expect anything new from you expect a new anything from you yeah um I'm working on loads of stuff um now I've got my studio it's also a study there's there's actually two book projects I want to work on there's a couple of scripts I want to get written there's I made a list on New Year's Eve I stay in on my own on New Year's Eve it's kind of a tradition and I made a list of the things I want to do and I'm not going to go into it yet but the list of the things I want to do this year or be involved in this year and it's ambitious but you know that's 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 what we do um there's there's a lot of new things potentially on the way but again uh, some of these like as i mentioned a book there i've met, i've probably mentioned before i've been working on a novel idea an idea for a novel not a novel idea um for like 10 years now and i've got a chunk of it written but it's a case of i've got the story all planned out i need to sit down and write and then see if it's any good because i'm a big big believer in that in the caliber of of my output i don't want to just Turn out any old shit. So, hope to get more of that done. Three, uh, what are your fruit of uh, thoughts on rapper Afro A F R O? Um, he's eighteen year old kid talking, taking about to old school. I've not heard much of him. He did a thing. He won some competition or something. Then he the bit I saw on that was awesome, but I don't really know about him. Um, can you get Afro on the podcast through Skype? I'm not into Skype interviews. I've done one. And that was was with B Dolan, and I I think that only worked because we're so familiar with each other, so we're comfortable talking over each other or talking sh- sh- shit to each other. I wanna, if it's particularly if it's someone I don't know, but in general, I wanna be in the same room with them, talking on good mics, clearly and relaxed, and it not otherwise it turns into a bit of a a you talk, and then I'll talk, and then you talk, which is kind of a conversation, isn't it? But I, I, I don't know. I I think there's a different vibe in the room. Five, depending on the release date of the podcast, it'd be cool to hear about your thoughts on McGregor's potential attempt at holding both belts. And what do you think of, of, of McGregor v. Uh, Rafael dos Anjos and home versus Tate um, at 197? Yeah, I'm excited about that. Hyped and big up Conor McGregor because he's had a lot of fights available to him there. And I think he's chosen the hardest one. I think I love Frankie and I think Frankie would be a huge test. But I think RDA, because of the size difference and still having a, a really good good wrestling base and being that bit bigger is the biggest of the tests that were that were out there for Connor. But Connor he believes the hype and he's every right to. He doesn't seem to stop. So I'm excited for that. Um, I think RDA is good, but I think he's been seen to be more, although he's changed uh, so much. I, I wasn't on board with him at first because I'd seen him win. I'd seen him lose. But he's he's looking like a beast. He looks like a different creature to the one who lost um, a few years back. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for home Tate. I think that's cool that they're not waiting on Ronda. Ronda clearly has other stuff that she wants to focus on and should take her time. So it's cool of the UFC because they are, they're taking a risk here. If, if Misha Tate smashes Holly Holm, which is is very doable. Everyone's talking about about a, a, a Holly Holm all based on her performance against Ronda, which was, make no mistake, the performance of her career. I think Holm is great, but I think her previous two fights in the UFC, all right, they were close close fights where she looked decent but looked, looked very beatable. Uh, and Misha is someone who's very capable of beating anyone. You know, other than Ronda, it seemed. So, yeah, it's interesting because they're, they're rolling the dice here because the big money is obviously the rematch with Ronda. Um, I can't remember at which podcast I was listening to, but someone said before the home fight, the two two biggest fights 
in women's MMA at the moment are Ronda Rousey against Cyborg, which probably will, would never have happened because of the weight differences, blah, 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 or Ronda Rousey against the first person to defeat Ronda Rousey. And that's a fact. So Holly Holm has come out and beaten her. The rematch will be 10 times bigger. Because the fact is, everyone, I, I went into that fight not giving Holly Holm a chance. So you kind of had got to that point with Ronda, the biggest pull in, in MMA potentially, but certainly in women's MMA, you kind of go into her fights at that point with a Tyson in the 80s vibe of, let's watch her beat someone up, but you know it might not last long. The difference being with MMA and the UFC is the difference from boxing, and I'm a boxing fan too, but in boxing, 99% of the time or 90% of the time, you're paying your pay-per-view for one fight. You're paying for the main fight. The thing with UFC and MMA is man, they stack these cards and make an amazing evening of all of it. So if Ronda goes out and wins in 18 seconds, it's not like you've paid 60 quid or whatever it is in America for pay-per-views for an 18-second fight. I've been ripped off. You've you've gone in there and you've had a whole evening of amazing scraps. So, yeah, that's cool. I need to skim skim through these notes so quick because I can't give Ed Neil the whole podcast. Have you been writing much material or why you've been taking time off from performing? I'm glad you said from performing because I've, definitely not been taking time off obviously you've been busy regardless thank you ed yeah i have been writing a new material it's slow but it's as said i'm really excited about it seven an in-depth insight into your own mma training would be quite fascinating um how long have you been doing bjj and what belt are you um that's a good question it's minimal i used to train a bit of crab maga with my brother and a bit of BJJ, and then I was training BJJ down at the Gracie Baja in Rayleigh, which is fantastic. I recommend it highly; they're amazing. Trained a little bit, or in LA with Eddie Bravo at Tenth Planet. I literally went a couple of times and got the shit kicked out of me, but loved it. A no belt anywhere. Um, I've never done. Um, I've, I've only ever done no gi anyway, which is always a a more a grey area as it is. But yeah, I'm at no belt level, and um, I train. Duh. and I hope to get back to it at some point but I felt my inconsistency of being able to be there was was, was disrespectful to, to everyone else in the group so I've kind of eased off on that but my training in BJJ um, is purely to improve my enjoyment of watching I, I genuinely I've got no desire to beat people up or tap people out but I love I mean I, that, that's exciting too I ain't gonna I, I lie the first time I caught someone in a Kimura I was I was buzzing but it's to in, it's to improve my enjoyment of watching. The greater understanding you have of the ground game, the greater th- of, of that sport becomes. So yeah, that's that. Next one, okay now, mate. Um, eight. Oh, why was the UFC show you were on cut short on BT Sports? I don't know. Just was. Um, I guess I didn't have the have the viewing of, of figures. Nine. What do you think of the payments that Sage Northcutt is receiving after two fights in comparison to someone like Sterling? Yep, that's a weird one, but. Sage is a, 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 a far bigger star than Sterling at the moment. I don't know why. Um, obviously, the, there's an element of the UFC hype machine, but I agree with you there. I think Sage Northcutt is a good-looking, amazing body and solid-looking uh, fighter, but I think the same for Sterling. I think he's a great character. The difference is Sage Northcutt is white and Sterling is black, so I don't know if that's something that's just... There's a markability at, at element... And Mayweather suggested this recently for Conor McGregor that he's and, and Ronda Rousey that they're big because of their their colour and it's an interesting one because it's nothing that they can do about it but there is there are these these systematic things anyway I'm moving on from that I can't just talk about MMA the whole time Tim would you consider doing another spoken word show at Edinburgh if you had new material for it I would but I've got no plans to I love the Edinburgh Fringe my show is available for. for to download for just five pounds, I believe, from speechrelevant.co.uk, speechrelevantrecords.co.uk. But it was, it was. I saw it as a one-off. I, I feel Edinburgh. I wouldn't want to go because the thing is, I do gigs in general, so I do my songs, and people are happy to see the same song. I feel oh, with Edinburgh, I couldn't go back and do a lot of the same poems and pieces I had in in that show. So it might be, if I did go back, it'd be for something a bit different, and maybe a podcast. Thing at some point but maybe not outside of rappers you've already have, have featured on track who would you dream who would your dream f- 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 features be N- no copping out saying you've had them already i want to know 
if you've dreamt of having Aesop Rock, Saul Williams and Karis one yeah I'm down for all of them and again I don't have any dream it depends on the track it depends on the fit POS Sage Francis B Dolan um, there's been there's been a long list itch there's been some awesome people already so or oh, fucking De La Soul Poster News from De La Soul you know ain't, ain't fucking about um, on to the next question uh, I'll do a couple more and then I'll put the next ones in part two of a podcast I guess Dylan Steiger it seems that your music has evolved since Angle's album to your latest works. What would you attribute your growth as an artist to? And is there a good chance you'll be back rapping over Dan Sack beats? Uh, I attribute my... It's nice of you to, 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 to say there's a development, but yeah, it's experience, isn't it? It's doing it for, for longer. You generally... Anything you do for longer, you get better at. It's quite simple. There's no big secret there. There's no plans at the moment to do anything again with Dan Sack. I love the boy. I'm excited. I hope that we're going to hear more music from Dan at some point because I think he's one of the best in the game. Um, but I'm really, really, really proud of the th- three albums that we did together. I think that's a hell of a body of work. If you go through, particularly just going through the music videos, man, I'm not. There's there's none that I I cringe at or would be ashamed of or or turn my, my back on. Now I think there's a a hell of a body of work there, and I also feel that possibly the work I'm most proud of was on that last album on Repent, Replenish, Repeat. Stunner and, and, and You Will See Me are two of my my proudest moments. Um, things like um, Porter, I, I really enjoyed. Um, Terminal, again, just artistically. Gold Teeth on, on the last two of Gold Teeth was, is one of my favourite songs I've ever performed alive of solo stuff, of stuff with Dan... So yeah, I'm proud of, of where we left off there and we got to do our last ever gig at Bestival in front of tens of thousands of people who knew the words and were there to to, to see us off and give us a send-off. And we got introduced on stage by Rob DeBank who who was there at the start. He put our first record out and yeah, I'm kind of crazy proud of that. So at the moment, there aren't any plans to to do any any anything else with Dan. We kind of, we finished at a beautiful point. But as I touched upon earlier, I kind of plan for my next solo record to possibly be on my last album. Um, obviously, you never know. I always feel there's only so much I'm going to have to say and I don't want to just be rapping or doing stuff because I know it will sell or because I know I'll, I can make money out of it. It's why I've started making grounds in the podcasting world and the acting world and all these things. So if, I mean, hip-hop isn't an industry of for old men. You know, or it's not had a chance to be, I guess. But still, there's a there's kind of an age limit at points. I, uh, you can, uh, I guess, with Jay Z and people like that, aren't, aren't aren't young bucks, and they're still some of the biggest in the game. But I think it's important to have other things and start uh, uh, looking at other areas. So yeah, that kind of answers that. And I reckon at an hour, I'll uh, I'll wrap that up. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Um, this has been episode number one in fact i'll do one more because it's a short one dennis Gaines, what gear do you generally use for the podcast i use a nice mic in fact all this is stuff as well i mentioned the book earlier i want to have a section with all the kit in fact also i didn't know what i'd do as the as the picture for this as the polaroid so what i'll do is the polaroid for for, for this episode i'm going to take a picture of my kit i use a boss digital recorder the br800 um I have a little preamp for my mics because they're um, condenser mics and they're good quality. So I'm going to put my mic down for a second, stand up on my sofa and take a photo of my kit and then I'll come back and say goodbye and we'll end the podcast. Hang on, just chill. Right, I'm standing up. I've got my headphones on still. Trying to get the right angle on that. Um, Hang on. I'm going to turn around my little preamp so you can see what it is the phantom power so you can just you'll get a bit of my sheepskin rug in there as well which is nice right that's the uh that's the polaroid taken for this one what will we take for part two that's exciting isn't it i might just have one in fact i should probably just have one part one and part two Right, I'm going to wrap this up and then just start the next one. In fact, I'm going to keep it recording, but I'm going to say goodbye now and then say hello and then uh, we'll go. 
anyway, I'm seeing a, a lot of questions here about MMA and UFC. I, I love it, but I'm, I know there's a few of you that aren't going to be down with that. But I'm going to, I'll mix it up. I won't just do all that. So this podcast will have gone up at midnight. Part two will go up at midday. So you'll have a one for the journey to work and one for the journey home. So thank you for tuning in. Hang on, let's have the outro sound now. The little ding. In fact, let's just end on the outro sound. Thank you for tuning in. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Um, download on Acast. Acast of the shit. Um, please rate and review us if you can. That really it makes a difference. Um, it encourages. I've mentioned sponsors a few times that keep this all free, but it's easier to get sponsors. Or sponsors love. Are looking over a podcast's reviews and ratings and what people are saying about it. So, the more you can just, and it's free for you to do, you can just do that and support. Obviously, you can buy t shirts, blah, 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 but you can just click on your thing now and rate and review. So, if you can do that, that'd be great. But um, if not, then go fuck yourself. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll be back in a few moments. Ta ta. Scrooge Pits, the Scratch Jumpies.